Okay, this is Lenny D'Angelo. Uh, art Sound Off Challenge uh, for the month of November. Lean into art. Art Sound Off. Uh, right, 30-day audio journaling challenge put forth by Lean Into Art Podcast. Okay, I'm going to play fast and loose here with the... Uh, the number of the, the prompt, the gentleman always posts prompts. The prompts are excellent. I feel like answering prompt number four today. Or batting around. And I'll, I will uh, consider that one aloud and see to varying degree of, of success. All right. Uh, number four is critical moments. What are you critiquing in your art? Uh, as of late, um, I think uh, I would like to talk about what I'm critiquing about my actual art and what I'm critiquing about my art practice as of late uh, and, and how I might want that to change uh, or, or uh, evolve uh, in, in the near future era. Okay, uh, I think some of the tools that we use to keep ourselves as artists and creatives, to keep ourselves moving are uh, are borderline abusive, uh, self-abuse, abusive relationship with some of these tools. And I don't have a solution. Uh, Very few times when I have a criticism about something or other do I have a solution to follow. Isn't that that nice? How, How useful that is. Uh, but, however, I think it's important to be uh, uh, reflective about the tools that we use and whether or not they're abusive tools or we're using them in an abusive way. And criticism in particular is the one that I have uh, used uh, as, as, a, as a form of self-abuse. Uh, you know, and I, I didn't mean to, to turn it into that kind of thing, but that's how abusive relationships work. They sneak up on you. If you know, if it's not like a movie where they, where they go, you wake up and the, and the person next to you is punching you in the face first thing in the morning, then then it's a little bit more subtle than that. It's little digs, uh, little little uh, sort of scraping away at your self-esteem. And I I, I have used criticism in that way. Uh, criticism is necessary, obviously, to keep you. Uh, uh, Improvement for self-improvement, but I think it's also a little bit abusive, or can be used in an abusive way. What is my point? I think I am uh, uh, struggling with criticism, self-criticism, most of all, uh, and I think it's had a counter. Uh, uh, wait, what am I saying? It's been it's been not effective. It's ironically, it's doing the opposite of what it's supposed to do. Uh, myself, so, uh, my, what am I getting at? I I think, uh, I have used my own critical eye, something developed over years of practice and and honed and whatever. I've used that critical eye to, uh, uh, assure myself that nothing I've ever done is good enough. And the, and the result of that is that, that that I don't actually finish anything. Okay, I beat this dead horse before. What I would like to be doing in the future, in the near future, and, and what I've been working on changing about that critical eye, 
is finding ways to uh, give it a, um, a context that is within my own uh, skill set and limitations. Uh, that is vague. I'm, I'm saying that it's important to understand who you are and where you are, where you stand as in your art practice, and make the criticism that you're giving yourself, make your own critique process fit within the framework of who you are and what you're capable of and where your skills lie, and not to apply a critical eye uh Using other people's skill sets, other people's practice, other people's pro- progress, whatever. What does that mean practically? Is it when you go on Instagram or whatever and you look at your favorite artists and they just come up one after another. Oh, it's beautiful. Look at this one. Oh, look at this one. That has none, that don't have anything to do with you. That has to do with them. And of course, it's important when you're honing your critical eye to... Uh, Use other people's work uh, to shape, you know, where you want to be, I suppose. But the problem, the problem therein is that every time you look at your own work, I'm using the royal you. Every time one looks at one's own work, one and one is u- applying criticism, uh, uh, using, using awesome things one has seen in the world that were not produced by you. Uh, one is a little bit off topic, uh, much like I am, uh, in terms of your critical uh, 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 framework. Boy, this makes no sense. This is the worst uh, framing of anything I've ever heard. I, I don't even know if I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, what am I trying to say? What I'm critiquing in my work as of late has has to do with uh, in in painting I, I tend to overwork a painting uh, what I'm good at is color and what I'm not good at is is uh, uh, finding efficient ways to get from a B to C and finish something okay it, with drawing it's it's much the same thing I'm getting better though because I've been working with a media that is uh, less forgiving and a less forgiving media will train you uh, to uh, it changes your mock making practice. In the past, I would do a lot of drawing. It involved a lot, too many lines, too much detail, too much, too much stumbling around. And when I've switched to markers or, uh, or uh, Copic markers in particular, um, in order to develop a sketching process that isn't so uh, uh, involved and, and, and layered, uh, I've learned how to draw less. Uh, with less preciousness and with less lines, uh, more confidently, or or more importantly, just to do it, just to, to put something down and finish it. Okay, so those criticisms continue. I'm still working on a, a drawing and painting process that involves less, uh, because I've always been a person with too much going on. Uh, and it's really hurt me in terms of finishing. So when you have a level of perfection that you're trying to achieve that has absolutely nothing to do with the, and here's the real key. My level, my idea of perfection has nothing to do with what I'm capable of and has everything to do with what I'm looking at around me. What I want to be, not what I am. Uh, and I guess this is what I was getting at. Uh, criticism and self self. Criticism, 
really needs to come, it needs to start with, and maybe end with, uh, an understanding of what you're capable of, not an understanding of what other people are capable of. And we're all guilty of this as artists because we want to be the best that we can be, and we have, uh, there's this Ira Glass thing that's been floating around, and, and he, he phrases it very well, and I will not. But I, I ain't Ira Glass. Okay, I don't have papers to rustle right now and, uh, and, and take long pauses, poignant, pregnant pauses. Why does he do that? You ever notice that? There's Ira Glass. I'm pausing for no reason. Uh, I'm, I'm rustling papers. I don't know why I'm rustling papers. I've been doing this for 25 years. Today on a show. We're talking about criticism. Why does he do that? Anyway, he's an accomplished uh, broadcaster and he's still doing shit like that. I think it's intentional. I find it very annoying. Cue the music. We need a musical interlude right here to make sure that everybody understands the emotional poignancy here. That's what we need. Okay. Forget about Ira Glass. He's been circulating this thing where he talks about, and it's very smart. He's not the first person to say it, but he said it's smart. One, one in, their, in their autistic training develops an eye and a, and a sense of style and a sense of, of taste. And that taste don't necessarily translate into skill, personal skills. All right? Uh... So the problem is that your taste level and your skill level aren't necessarily measuring up at the same place. You know, you put them on a scale, the taste is, is heavier than the skills. Okay? So there you become very, very hard on yourself. And maybe at no point, I, I think unfortunately it's easier to develop taste than it is to develop skill. And so we've all sort of uh, rushed ahead with our level of taste and our, our level of ref, uh, our understanding of refined uh, practice, our, our recognizing skills in others, you know, the, the, this is the whole uh, uh, this is the whole plot of the movie in the in the in the musical Amadeus. It's the whole plot. The the guy, the one guy, um, uh, what's his name? <laughs> I want to call him Moriarty, but he's not. So Moriarty, that's not his name. Moriarty recognizes the genius of, uh, of Sherlock Holmes, but Sherlock Holmes uh, is un- an unachievable brilliance, right? So Moriarty's jealous. <laughs> and Moriarty wants to destroy Sherlock Holmes because he's, he's, he can never achieve. And the curse that God has given Moriarty is to be able to recognize genius but never achieve it, right? So this is what Ira Glass is talking about. This is what I'm talking about. What I'm criticizing in my work of late has a lot to do with what I've seen around me, other people doing. Uh, and my the level of skill that I want to achieve is, is not in line with the level of skill that I actually have. And coming to terms with that has been very difficult. And it makes a criticized self-criticism an abusive relationship. To bring that point full circle. Because the critic is much more, is at a higher level of taste than the artist. And we are one in the same person, of course. But, you know, when you're being critical of yourself, you set yourself in a little, on a pedestal. 
you, you, you basically you segment yourself. You put your, you put one of you on a pedestal and the other one's working. And the one on a pedestal is always yelling down at the other one like, what are you doing? Look at this. I've seen, I've seen children who draw better than you. Uh, none of that is helpful. <laughs> Too much coffee this morning. Okay. I think that uh, what I'd like to improve about my own self-criticism process is to keep to be able to keep my eye on uh, my own personal development within a framework of realism, a realistic framework, an understanding of where what my journey has been and what my journey is, and to stop applying other people's skills to a criticism of myself. And that's something I think we're all guilty of. So if you're guilty of that, and if that's a helpful insight, uh, try not to do that. And it's very hard. It's very hard to put yourself as- to put aside everything that you've seen on your Instagram feed when you're looking at your own work. It's very hard. Uh, maybe the hardest thing in the world, but that is something that I would like to change about myself. Because it's counter it's counterproductive. It doesn't do anything for you. Of course it's important. To, one of the gurus that I listened to in the past said something to the effect of, I wanted to work in a certain industry, so I got books on the artists that were working in that industry, and I put those books in front of me every time I was doing anything. And until I was at the level of those pictures, those images in front of me, I did not consider myself worthy of being in that industry. I'm paraphrasing. But I think that's bullshit. Don't do that. I think that's the worst idea in the world. Okay, it worked for him. Good for him. But I, I don't like that at all. I think it's terrible. I think it's very abusive. Uh, and for me, doing that exercise, I didn't do it because of him. I was doing that too. I think maybe we all do that too, to a degree. Doing that has been very destructive. And, and it kept me from keeps, keeps me, continues to keep me from finishing things. Because I'm looking at my work in terms of what other people are able to do, not in terms of what I'm able to do. What I'm able to do will continue to evolve. But at the moment, this is what I'm getting. Uh, You need to be critical of yourself within a framework of of your own skills and your own practice. And and, and be, be forgiving. Be loving. Be kind to yourself. Uh, the same as you would be if somebody came to you at their, their skill level and showed you some of their work. You look for the good. You find the, you find the improvements that can be made that you can recognize. Maybe you point them out, maybe you don't, but you look for the good. You always look for the good. Always make a crap sandwich, even when you're dealing with yourself. Even when you're making your own sandwich. Okay. Uh... I guess I will try to end this on topic. I have been uh, of late uh, criticizing my own... um, I've been critical of my own uh, uh, level of detail. And I think this is something I tried to hash out last year. uh, uh, I I get too involved with detail, uh, with with polish, uh, with uh, finesse. And not enough with just getting ideas down, just putting things together and and assembling uh, uh, drawings and paintings and moving on. Uh, 
I get too involved with whether or not this thing is measuring up to this uh, idea that I had or have had or have lived with it for my whole life, my whole artistic career, my idea of what I should be doing, not what I am doing or I am capable of, what I should be capable of versus what I am. And I, I, I've been, and, and it, it really prevents me from finishing. Uh, so in drawing this year, uh, I, I think I've been, I am criticizing, uh, I want to be a little bit more uh, objective and realistic about the, the critical, uh, my own critical eye. Uh, so, in drawing, I think I want to focus on volumetric form, something I'm struggling with. I think volumetric form with minimal lines, uh, being able to do a cartooning uh, style that uh, still conveys volume and depth, um, but, but isn't overly reliant on a perfect anatomy or a perfect perspective or uh, perfection basically but still maintains volume that's a that's a goal and something I've been critical of and something I think I'm actually improving on if I'm being uh, positive uh, in painting same thing I think in painting I have a tendency to overwork the entire surface uh, and I really you paintings are all are best when parts of the painting that are that are uh, uh, the focal points are worked further than parts that are not, and that has been a, a definitely something that I I need to continue to work on, and again, and I think it all comes back to that same idea of trying to bring everything up to this level of polish when when the pain when the when the work itself doesn't require that, the the detail needs to be in the focal points, and the rest of it needs to be able to be. In a in a in a lesser degree of finish, and I need to be able, and it involves it really all of this involves a, a letting go, a letting go of this idea that of what it means uh, to be to have a high level of skill, and this is something I talked about I think a year ago, uh, that something doesn't need to be a hundred percent polished to be a hundred percent effective. Uh, if that makes sense. So letting go a little bit. And uh, finding ways to be focused on what... And intentional about what what I do need to put a lot of extra effort into. And, and being uh, uh, more forgiving with the things that I doubt. And, 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 and the, the wisdom to know the difference. Uh, well... There's a lot to say about self-criticism. I think I probably went all over. I beat all through this bush uh, looking for snakes. Did I find a snake? I don't know. Uh, but that's how I feel, I guess, about that topic. Okay, so topic number four. Critical moments. Uh, Art Sound Off, 2017. Okay. Uh, all right. These landed Angelo. Um. <clears throat> 